Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. wouldn't it be great to be doing another six-point podcast and here we are doing another six-point podcast rich what a great week it's been that was all right wasn't it yeah that'll do for me yeah uh, two, two wins um with the best will in the world you know we thought Sutton would be a bit of a tall order but Torquay took it all in their stride a terrific win at Sutton which we'll talk about in some detail a little bit later on but uh, what else we got this week? We'll talk about the legends of the Buckle era, what a fabulous way that was to spend Friday evening. Um, and we'll tell you how much they made and where it's going and why even if you missed it, you really should still log on and take a look at it. We'll tell you how. Uh, and we'll have a look at the run-in. We'll look at the nine games that we've got to go. Nine big but cup finals. Yeah, front and centre this week, though, we need to pass over to Gary because he's a manager who's had a very, very good week indeed. So without further ado, let's hear what you and Gary were chatting about this morning. Hi, Gary. Thank you for talking to us on the podcast. Um, what a great result that was. Yeah, it was a great result. I mean, uh, the win was really important, but uh, as I always say, it's always nice to get a performance with a win. And uh I thought we did that against a very strong Sutton team, and you know they was it was it would have been a big result for them if they'd have won as well. Yeah. So uh, both teams were sort of under pressure, so we came out winners in a, a pretty pressurised game. I bet the uh, the atmosphere in the on the way home was good. Yeah, no, I think that was all a bit tired. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah. That was, was a bit lively in the dressing rooms. I mean, not too lively because yeah. we haven't won anything no, yet. But no. They knew that they put in the effort and got their rewards. Um, there was a little bit of laughter at the back there. I don't know what it was all about, back to the coach. But um, <laughs> no, they were, they were happy that they'd done their job. Um, uh, you know, without sounding like they yeah. were celebrating over the top sort of thing, you know what I mean? And the skipper came in with his header to, to, to win the game. It was a great header. I mean, the one thing we know about Acer, he's very brave when he gets in the box. And you know, he has got on the end of quite a few headers from corners and set plays and that. but. This was in general play. It was a great, fantastic cross from uh, Randall yeah. and uh, Adam Randall. Um, and I, actually, by putting Kyle Cameron on the sort of left of midfield, I asked him to get. We asked them to get crosses in, and we would have another presence up there in Cameron. Mm. And um, uh, and as it turned out, the lad was caught between the last defender after the cross was caught between. Um, the Carl Cameron and Asa Hall and, and didn't get to either. So uh, absolutely, Carl's yeah, Carl's presence helped you know Asa find the room to you know uh, have a great diving header, and yeah. it really was a good good header. It was a great header, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Jake was unlucky as well with the one that hit the crossbar. Yeah, that would have been nice if that had gone in. That was early on. Yeah. Um, didn't create a lot of chances um, early on, but we we did create some chances. We had a few penalty decisions turned down, mm -hmm. um, um, and and we had a few opportunities in the second half as well. But generally, we were solid, um, and we stopped you know a team that was flying high uh, a month ago or so as we were earlier in the season. 
um, and we had to catch him up as quickly as we could with games to spare, and and that's what's happened at the moment. So credit to the boys, six wins in seven games is yeah. a is a good is a good return. Absolutely, it's just a shame in some ways that we don't get the opportunity to play Saturday and they get the chance to pull away again by three points. Yeah, it is, but they, they've got a difficult game up at Altrincham, and you know if they if they get away by three points, you know they get away by three yeah, points. Yeah. At least they haven't got away by six points. Yeah. Um, if they'd have beaten us, so you know we put ourselves in a decent position. It, it's a one-game turnaround, if you like. Um, you know we'll have to win an, an extra one. They've got to lo- uh, lose yeah. an extra one. Um, <clears throat> and then you know we'll see where we are. But all we can do is worry about ourselves. And, and try and win every game that we go into. Absolutely. You, you mentioned Kyle Cameron. It was good to see him on the bench and, and then get uh, some minutes at the end. Yeah, it was good. I mean, he was chomping at the bit to, to be yeah. able to have a, you know, play a part in the game and uh, he, he must have warmed up for 75 <laughs> minutes. You know, and, and, you know, he's a, he's a good vocal support. He's good vocal support for us as well when he's in the stands or on the line. You know, he's, he says his bit and... Uh, he, uh, he's proven a very good vice captain, but he, he's he's really happy that he's on the, you know, he's now in the squad. Yeah. And you know, and obviously when needed, you can put Kyle into any position you need on the pitch because he's a good footballer. Absolutely. Um, so with the Saturday off, what what will you be doing with your Saturday off, Gary? Well, we'll probably be scouting the teams we're yeah. going to be looking at. Fans uh, will watch a, a particular game on streaming and. And I'll probably watch another game on streaming. Louis Burke will be working, watching another one, and so will Pete. So we'll we'll, we'll just keep keep abreast of uh, you know what the other teams are doing and who they got, who's injured, who's playing well, etc., etc. So that's uh, we'll we'll still be busy. We won't yeah. be putting our feet up <laughs> and, and watching some I don't know documentary or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Woking then on Tuesday. It seems like we're playing Woking all the time. I know, I know. It does, and uh, it's always a, a little bit of a, a battle, isn't it? Yeah. With them, it always seems to be a, it does, uh, yeah. a local derby, even though it's They like to talk it up a bit, don't they? They do, yeah, they do. Um, you know, we, we took three points off them last time. They knocked us out the FA Trophy, so we'll have to wait and see what this one brings. But I think we're, uh, you know, we're... We have a different, a little bit of a different mindset now from last time when we went down there. Mm. I think we're we're a little bit stronger as a team, yeah, um, and as a squad. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how we get on. But um, it's of course the, these games. It's very important to go and get your three points as they all are now, because any points dropped from any any of the top ten will will upset. Them. Brilliant. Thank you, Gary. Great results okay. Saturday or Tuesday Thanks, night. Mate. Sorry and. Uh, and have a good weekend. All right, thank you. Cheers. Appreciate it. Bye. Cheers, Richard. So, as Gary says there, no rest for the wicket. We might not have a game on Saturday, but uh, the boys are going to be busy, aren't they? Sounds like it. They'll, they'll, they'll all be allocated a game to watch by the sound of it. Gary will watch one and um, Aaron will watch another and Peter's brother will watch a third and then even Louis Birkinshaw will get the, gets to watch a get, game, gets to watch a game and, and report back. It's, it's, scouting has changed, hasn't it? 
scouting, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a completely different game. But there, as we'll talk about later on, there are some big, big games coming up and some tough ones as well. The more you look at the running that we've got, the tougher it looks. But we'll uh, we'll come to that in a bit. Let's just enjoy the six-point week, first of all. Weymouth on Saturday, Sutton on Tuesday. Two wins. Um, you know, games, games that they won. What am I trying to say? These are games... Team that looks as if it's in serious contention for the playoffs now. You know, these aren't games that we're steamrolling teams three or four nil. These are games where we're taking on canny, hard-working teams who think that they found a way of beating us, um, and we overcome that. Yeah, think again. Uh, I think that's been very impressive. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a different feel to the way that they're winning games than it was um, during that really good run uh, up until Christmas. Um, they were they, they they were playing much better football than 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 the teams they were beating then, and uh, yeah. uh, it was done with a bit of style and finesse. They're beating teams now by by just working really hard. You know, some of that yeah. that that flair football has been not cast aside, but we're not seeing quite so much. But what we are seeing is a team that. Um, knows what it's doing and you know to get the win sometimes you have to grind them out don't you I mean 80, 81st minute again I mean it's, it's always Gary time isn't it it is and they're playing Gary's game at the moment aren't they yeah. they're beginning to create chances again Richard which yeah. is one thing that we talked about that they weren't doing you know they're hitting the bar hit the bar a couple of times against Weymouth hit the bar against good yeah. chances the keeper made a good save against Sutton. We missed a couple of cast iron chances against Sutton just when you thought we weren't going to score. Yeah. Um, but they're working so hard at the moment. It's as you say, it's a different team at the moment. It's it's a different ethos. Yeah. It's the wasps at the picnic. It's not letting the opposition settle, um, and it's keeping going right to the end. I, I've been really impressed with the two games this week. Yeah. No, it's been it's been good to watch. Uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, we know that there's going to be a nine nine games to go and it's going to be tough. And it's in some ways, like I said to Gary, it's a bit of a shame that we're not playing tomorrow. Uh, sorry, Saturday. Because yeah. it gives Sutton the opportunity to to get three points away from us again. However, you know, that that's that's yeah. that's the way it is. And, uh, you know, had they beaten us, they would have been able to get six points away from us. So, yeah. Um, the thing, the thing that I found quite interesting, I mean, we talk about the Weymouth game briefly. I mean, we came from behind, created plenty of chances. Jake Andrews' goal was a thing of absolute beauty, wasn't yeah. it? And to be fair, Conor Lemonhead Evans' header was too. Yeah. I mean, they're two smashing goals. Um, I, I, I mean, the penalty to give away was, was a bit of a soft one, but in the end, you know, these things happen in matches. But... Tuesday night, I was disappointed in Sutton. I was expecting Sutton to come at us all guns blazing, but they didn't. They kind of did what Woking had done um, a week or so before, and they kept players behind the ball. Yeah. They tried to hit us on the break. They didn't seem to show any great ambition for a team that was about to go back to the top of the league. I, I um, commented to but, my to my other half while I was watching that uh, stream, you know, this is the team that... That were top of the table, you know, they were yeah. supposed to be a really decent side. I didn't see much in them at all. And, you know, yet they've been winning games. I mean, I know they've had three three draws before we met them. 
Um, but before that, yeah. they were winning games easily, week in, week out. And I didn't see that in them. I, I really didn't. Um, no. And I, I, mean, and I, and I don't think I don't think they approached the game in the maybe in the right manner. I don't think uh, the manager's comments saying that it wasn't a big game; it's just a normal game. Uh, obviously, yeah. while Gary was saying it is a big game, um, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. Um, no. They didn't seem to approach it the right way. But then again, maybe we're not giving uh, Torquay United enough credit there for, for stopping Sutton from playing. Mm. I mean, there was some pretty high press around the midfield. Uh, yeah. Torquay worked really, really hard. Perhaps it was that. You know, it was, Perhaps it wasn't a lack of ambition from Sutton. Perhaps it was just good football from um, from Gary's brain. Perhaps, perhaps it was, yeah. I'll tell you what the most disappointing thing about the whole game was. Go on. The live stream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to come to that. That's there's the elephant in the room with yeah. the live stream, isn't it? Um, it was pretty dismal. Wasn't it it was went dead for ten poor. minutes in the first half. It was uh, it was I, amateurish. Now, the the, the 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 commentator was at pains to explain towards the end of the at the end of the game that um, I mean I was I was looking on Twitter at the comments and they weren't good. Yeah. and they'd obviously seen yeah. those as well and. He did say, you know, we are volunteers, you know, we, we do do this for free. And, and I get that. But I, what I don't get is how Sutton can be happy with that kind of service when... Uh, and and it, 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 was, it was a pain to actually log into it for a start. It was, you had to jump through hoops to actually get the feed. Um, it's, whichever platform... I mean, Torquay used a certain platform that most of, most of the teams seem to use, which is quite easy to use. This was a different yeah. platform, obviously a different provider. And um, it showed how many were watching in the corner. It showed it had 1.3, so yeah. 1,300 yeah. 1, people were watching at one point. Um, now, if you're getting £9.50 from 1,300 people, you need to give a better experience than that because it just was not value for money. Well, I, I, I agree with you, and I was I was all set up to rant and rave about it, but since then, um, I think that they've been giving refunds. Have they? Play to them. Have they? I didn't um, realise that. Okay. They, they were, they're acknowledging that it was terrible. I liked the commentator. I thought he was good. He was I thought I thought he was okay. Um, I thought the way he, the way he dealt with the goalkeeper uh, taking one in the crown jewels was um, was excellent commentary. I well, do you know what? <laughs> I didn't. I thought it was childish. <laughs> and I want I want uh, to hear someone talking about football not not making rubbish puns. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Was I was surprised that they were well. using one person because yeah. you need a conversation. Now I know it's not it's not like match of the day. You have one person doing match of the day. Yeah, that that that's how it works on TV. But really, uh, the the live streaming experience isn't really like a, a live football game experience, a, a, a recorded football game experience like match of the day. They don't have one person doing live Premiership games. They have two people who can sort of feed off each other, and I thought. I thought it was lacking in that respect. And then, of course, the, the, the irony was that it was about, uh, I don't know, 24 minutes in, wasn't it? And he was just saying, exactly. he was yeah, just yeah. saying, 
isn't it great that we managed to get this this on air because we had real problems before the game, but someone jumped in and helped us out, isn't it? And that was it. That was it for ten minutes. It went. That's true. There was the spinning disc of doom in yeah. the middle of the screen. But and there's, if you know that your live stream is terrible and going to be terrible and possibly going to collapse in the middle of the game, you probably front that up beforehand, don't you? And um, but anyway. Lesson learned, and apparently they are offering refunds if anybody really wants their money back or if you want to donate it to charity or whatever you want to do. Um, they're, being, they're being very decent up front about it. So lesson learned for Sutton. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, won't, I won't ask for a refund. I mean, you know, it did the job in the end, didn't it? I mean, there was no go. I mean, let's face it, the, the, we, we missed a goal the other week. I can't remember who it was now. Uh, um when when one went down yeah what what i don't understand is everyone now has had long enough to hone their their live streams and you would expect by now them to be pretty good because they've all been doing it for 20 yeah. odd games um i don't know I, may, I, and i do get the whole volunteers thing um but Sometimes you need to... I mean, this is a major revenue stream for these clubs and you need to get it yeah. right. Yes, you do. You do. You do. But one of, one of the things that the commentator did say was he described Ace Hall as being deadly in both boxes, I noticed. And um, it was a lovely finish by the skipper, wasn't it? It, 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 it the, was beautiful. Uh, it was beautiful. He also said, by the way... When Scott Bowden came on, here's the man that Torquay have been missing. He scored all those goals in the first 20 games of the season. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave the poor guy alone. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> Let's leave the poor guy alone. Um, it was a lovely yeah, header, probably. wasn't it? I mean... Uh, another, another great cross from um, Adam Randall as well. Yeah, and uh, Gary, Gary said something interesting on the, the chat that we had earlier on. Uh, about the fact that the, the presence of, of Carl Cameron on the pitch at that point actually led led to the chance of the goal because um, I need I need to look it back and, and and get my head around exactly what he was saying but apparently um, it gave Randall the, the space or or yeah. Cameron's presence you know helped the goal put it that way and it was great to see yeah. Cameron back on the pitch. It was. The live stream was so bad at that point and the players were looking like um, pixelated figures that I thought I saw Carl Cameron playing on the left wing. But that well, that's, where, that's where he did come on. Yeah, that's what Gary says. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah uh, the, the pixels were telling you right. He's a versatile player, isn't he, Kyle? But, I mean, the most important thing is to get him a little bit of game time. He's been out for um, 11 games, he's been out. Yeah, long time. Uh, February the twentieth uh, was the last game. A, a, a defeat at, at uh, Halifax. Um, I can remember, you know, when he when he got injured in that game. That was like the that one of the the, the latest coffin yeah. nails, wasn't it? Because it was just they were going down one at a time, game by game. We were losing another quality player, weren't we, to an injury. Great to see him back, and he'll have an influence on the rest of the team. It's all kind of beginning, beginning to come back together again, isn't it? It was a worry to see Danny Wright limping off towards the end. I, I'm not sure how good. much of that was time wasting. To be Maybe honest with you, yeah. Um, 
you know, game we, management. They call it. Yeah, um, I think that was more to do with let's see how long I can take to leave the pitch rather yeah. than anything else. I might be wrong, and if he doesn't play on 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 Tuesday night, then you know that would be te- a terrible blow. But um, I think it's probably more down to do that. We we, we could see Ben Whitfield back as well um, very yeah. soon. Um, Aaron Lemayne, I understand, is a, is a bit further away, but Ben Whitfield could be could be in and around the squad quite soon, maybe even Tuesday night. I'm not sure. I mean that that will make a huge difference to the squad. Not that there's anything fundamentally wrong with it at the moment. This is a squad that's winning games. What five out of six games now? Yeah, absolutely. And we're thinking, you know, let's get players back. But you know, these, this is a squad that's beginning to tick along quite nicely now. Yeah. Um, what they're lip? Playing, they're playing yeah. Gary's way again. He must be very pleased with it. Oh, he's delighted. I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was thinking after Tuesday night, the uh, the combination of uh, Ryan Law and Dean Moxie at left back. They bring different things to the game, don't they? There's, um, and incidentally, I, I've I've got a feeling that Ryan Law's loan may be up after the Sutton game. We need to check that. Yeah, I've I've actually you asked me a bit earlier on, and I've texted Gary, and I've not had an answer yet. So. Um, uh, I, I, it's just in the back of my mind the Sutton game was the end of his loan, but I may well be wrong. Um, I hopefully we can. It'll be interesting to see whether we do keep him because obviously he came in because we needed someone to stand in for yeah. for, for Dean Moxie. Now Dean started the last two games. Um, oh no, Dean started um, at Sutton and came. Did he? Uh, I can't remember. He came but off the bench. Came off the he bench at half time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the way in the Weymouth game, um, he's obviously fit again and ready to, to take up the, the first choice role the experience that would not only is it is it his experience that I think gives him the the, the tip over Ryan who obviously is 21 and and got a long career ahead of him um yeah it's did, have you noticed it's um Moxie's throw as well has added a bit um, yeah, that's, that, that's they're, they're starting to u- try and utilise that a bit more. The, the long throw into the box, not the longest long throw we've ever, ever seen, but it, it, it can be effective and it has been, you know, dangerous at times. And he, do, he does give us something else. I mean, I'm a big admirer of Ryan Law. I think he's, a, I mean, he, one day he's going to be a very, very good player yeah. indeed. Quite, I quite like the thought that one day somewhere up the line, him and uh, Adam Randall will be sitting down on a yacht in Monte Carlo somewhere saying, remember that season we were both on loan at Torquay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, Dean Moxie definitely does give you something else. His free kick delivery into the box against Weymouth yeah. um, immediately put them on the back foot. Like yeah. you say, the throw-ins, the timing of his tackling. There was one at Sutton on Tuesday night where it looked as if Sutton <clears> were breaking <throat> out of defence. It looked as if they'd left him for dead. But his um, combination of his timing and his positioning... He was back and he made the tackle that saved the day. Absolutely. Um, he is a very, very good footballer, Dean Moxie, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you can, you can, you can see he's been there and done it, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good signing. And yeah, I think, I mean, with him back in the side, it does give us a little bit more experience, a little bit more know-how, a little bit more. Going to use the phrase again, a bit more game management. You've got somebody who's, um, you know, who's dealt with that at the highest level. So, yeah, interesting to have him back. 
All good stuff. One other thing that I, that I did note down on Tuesday night was Ben Winter was lucky to stay on the field, wasn't he? Was a bit, that was it? a real take one for the team mm. trip, like, right, right at the death. Um, if you didn't see it, Sutton were breaking through from midfield. The guy was right on the edge of the penalty area, <clears> just about to um, to take a shot at Lucas Cobbelan. And Ben Winter, beautifully done, um, <laughs> just basically took his feet out from underneath him. Didn't yeah, he? it was one of those. You're right, taking it for the team. It had to be done. We could, <laughs> couldn't let him couldn't let him get the shot away. Um, I mean, uh, on on the, on the the spin side of that, if they'd then gone and scored the free kick, then he might have been a, a villain. But um, as yeah. it was, they, they put the free kick over and that was basically the last kick of the game, wasn't it? You, it took yeah. ages for them to take that free kick and you're sitting there watching it thinking, oh, they can't, can they? No, yeah, well, exactly. But, I mean, I just, I just sent him off for that. <laughs> absolutely. I, was just, I mean, I... As a, as somebody who's studied with very little success the dark arts of defending, I, I was full of admiration for that from Ben. But uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> very nice to be done. So, yeah, I mean, a, a tremendous week. Better than we could have dreamed of, really. Yeah. Um, the great big game at Sutton that we built up and built up as being a bit of a cup final. It wasn't a damp squib in any way because we came away from it with three points. But again, I'm going back to the same point again. I was disappointed with Sutton. Very yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Didn't see didn't much see for it, did they? There. No. Yeah, did, didn't see anything there that, that would make us think, well, they're better than us, they're going to win the league. I, I disagree. I think um, I think the momentum is back with Talkie United again. Uh, interesting to see what they do on, on, on Saturday. Obviously, all the kickoffs are 12.30 because of a, a certain funeral. Um, yeah, indeed. So I'm just looking down the fixtures right now, and Sutton are at Altrincham. That's right, Gary did mention that, which he Gary yeah. said is is not an easy game for them. Um, no. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, um, and then Hartlepool are at Wealdstone. I would suggest that's a bit of an easier game, but Hartlepool have to win their games in hand, um, and they're only one point above us and Sutton. So. Um, I'm not going to discount Hartlepool. You'd be you'd be stupid to discount them, but um, it's it's talky and certain, isn't it, at the moment that the 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 ones that look most likely. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's have a look at those nine fixtures to go then for Torquay. We uh, away at Woking on Tuesday. Yeah, night. like I said, Woking. we we seem to play Woking all the time at the moment, don't we? Oh. I didn't even bother making the notes in the book of players who've played for both or anything like that. We've done this with Woking now. People will be fed up with hearing it. Um, but, yeah, Woking are always hard to beat, but they're down in 19th. They haven't got much to play for. When they came to play more a couple of weeks ago, they just put 10 players behind the ball. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how that's going to pan out on Tuesday. It'll be a tough game. They'll be tough to break down, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in games like that, we have been getting a goal, and a goal is all you need if that's the way that they're going to play. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then the game start. We've got three home games on the trot after that. Home to Notts County, who are sixth. Yeah. Home to Aldershot, who are right on the fringes of the playoff picture. They're in 12th. Home to Eastleigh, who are 10th. I they never like playing Eastleigh. Draw. I think Eastleigh always prove a... Big, bigger problem than they should do when we play them for some reason. We're away at Chesterfield, who are fifth. Yeah, that's, that's Bromley, who are ninth. 
That Chesterfield game's a tough one. Away. It is indeed. And then we're away at Stockport, who are fourth, before we finish up with a home game against Barnet, May the 22nd, where there should be fans in. Yeah. Um, you know, if the government's roadmap stays where it should be, we should be getting some fans in for the last home game of the season. And then we finish off, funnily enough, at Altrincham yeah. on May the 29th. So but there's, there's a slight... Games, you... Sorry, go on. You, you finish first. Go on. Of those nine games, six of them, if you count Aldershot, are against teams who fancy a place in the playoffs. Yeah. Only um, three of them, Woking, Barnet and Altering, are the teams who really aren't in the picture at the moment. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of a difference. I, I, I think we're, we're, playing, we're playing as a team that, can, that wants to win yeah. whoever they're we're playing, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. We, we've got to win the games. Um, uh, the, there is an interesting slight uh, scenario. Uh, what, what date was the last game of the season? May the 29th, did you say? May the 29th, yeah. Well, yeah. Hartlepool's season will have ended because that's their Dover date. Is it? So, okay, so they Hartlepool do not play on the last day. So there will be, um, yeah. So they, we, we already know what we need to do uh, yeah. uh, as far as Hartlepool are concerned because they, they, they will have been done and dusted. Interesting. It's going to be a fascinating end for the season. And I just think, being ever optimistic again, but I just think we're getting back into our stride again and things are beginning to go back our way after a, a very rocky few weeks. Yep. Everything just seems to be ticking nicely now. It does, it does, and, and, and that's excellent. Now, mentioning Altrincham brings me swiftly onto the Legends of the Buckle era. Okay. Um, which happened last Friday. I mean, if, if you didn't see it, you can still get it. I'll tell you how in a minute, but it was brilliant it was a, as good a way of spending a couple of hours on a friday evening as you could wish for um helen chamberlain took the chair alex rowe was there martin Gritton was there tim sills lee mansell kevin nicholson and of course paul buckle um took part in it as well it was it was just good i can't imagine you could get the same people there together in the same room and do it again it was mm. it was kind of unrepeatable um Great anecdotes, good stuff, lots of talk about Wembley, of course. Paul Buckle, um, I'm not going to tell you all the stories, because if you want to hear them and you haven't heard them, go and get the stream again, because it's still available. But lots of insights from Bucks into the tactics that beat Cambridge at Wembley. Lots of stuff from the lads on the team spirit that they had in that team around that time. And a memorable scrap at Altrincham, which, um, which <laughs> I don't recall, actually. And it's one of those, as somebody said, it's a good job they didn't have the TV cameras there the way they do now, because they'd all have been facing bands. But um, again, if you want to hear that story, log in. It was superbly well done. Talking Talky and the people behind it really need to take a bow for that. It was just excellent. Good stuff. Um, good stuff. And they've told us uh, this morning that they've raised enough money that uh, around about £180 each can go to all the charities um, who are involved. That's Genetics Disorder UK, Parkinson's, Comic Relief, Above Water, Rescue Mania, I Fight for James, Splits and the Children's Ward at Torbay Hospital. We'll all be getting money uh, from that. More than 100 people bought tickets. Uh, sponsored by MB Insolvency and Thatchers. Thank you very much to those guys. 
And if you want to watch it, it's still available. You, it's, a, it's a tenner wealth, but go on Twitter and find at Talking Talky and they'll tell you how you can still get it. Good stuff. Uh, it was great, Ruth. You, you were otherwise engaged on Friday. I was. I will, I will a, log on. If you've got a tenner lying around anywhere, it's well worth tuning in. It's, Absolutely. Um, it's, for Talky United fans, it was nostalgia of the very best kind. Good stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad it was a success. Of course, what I forgot to do, which has been on Twitter since, um, I have a Russian doll, which I bought in Prague, which is of the Torquay United team from that era. I saw this. It's one of those, if you go into, yeah, you go into, there's a little gift shop in Prague where they do all these with politicians and showbiz and every sports team you could imagine. (laughs) And it's the five Russian dolls, one inside the other, all perfectly rendered in city building um, logo on the front. Tim Sills, Lee Mansell, Chris Hargreaves, Elliot Bennion and Wayne Carlisle, all one inside the other. I mean, that must be some work to do that for every team, mustn't it? And then expect and them to yeah, sell. I mean, how many Torquay fans would wander into that shop just out of the blue? I have no idea how many they ever sold. I may have the only one. You may well. But they, the detail is amazing. The Chris Hargreaves figure has long hair. Wow. You know, somebody has actually gone to the bother of looking yeah. at the players and painting them. I can't really put it on Antiques Roadshow, though, because unfortunately my Jack Russell took a bit of a liking to the Wayne Carlisle oh, figure dear. and that rather badly chewed. Uh, is that something to do with the fact that he's now at Exeter as one of their coaches? <laughs> I think it was well. I think it was the part that he played in Exeter, knocking us out in the playoffs. Possibly the before. Yeah. Um, the um, the Jack Russell didn't like it at all, but uh, yeah. So that's um. Yeah, it's, it's my proudest possession, and I really should have um, put it up online before Legends of the Buffalo yes. era, rather than afterwards. Good stuff. Mind, it got up there in the end. Yeah. Um. The only other thing that I have written down on this extensive page of notes, uh, when when I went to the ex-goals, there's just one ex-goal to talk about this week, really. Uh, And Reese Healy is becoming a big star in France. Wow. He's enormous to lose. I went on their website this morning. I went on the Toulouse website and tried to um, read it in my best schoolboy French uh, because Reese Healy's now among the top scorers in Ligue 2 in Mm. France. He's Toulouse's top scorer, and Toulouse are the top scorers, and he made the Ligue 2 team of the week. Excellent. He was a good player, wasn't he? He was a good player. You know, he's becoming a real hero down in Toulouse now. Is he Is he there? Is, 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 is that his team, or is he on loan? Or He's on loan. He's on loan from Cardiff, I assume. Is he yeah, still in Cardiff? I, I presume he he's still is. Loan. That's a very weird deal, isn't it? It is. You'd be surprised if they don't try and make that a permanent deal. He's doing so well down there. Yeah. And who, I mean, who wouldn't want to go and play their trade down in Wor- southwest France? Worst places, isn't there? Worst places indeed. So good to see him doing so well down there. No, it sounds good. Which brings us, I think, to the end of um, another six-point podcast. Hopefully we'll have a three-point podcast to, uh, to bring you next week if we can get a result up at Woking. I feel pretty. I feel pretty confident about Woking, um, but then, but then when I when I sit down at you know to to watch the game, I think I'll be a bit nervous on that because it's Woking. But um, because it's Woking, yeah. yeah. And you know, well, it only takes one slip, doesn't it? It to does. Let him in and 
Yeah. And I don't want I don't want to see any more of their kind of we've beaten Torquay celebrations on Twitter and all that business. It's you know. Let's, let's, we let's. take that in our stride. Yeah. Well, there we go. We we'll be businesslike about it. And yeah. there's another anecdote in the um, Legends of the Buckle era, era about not celebrating victories. But you've got to go and pay your tenner. I'm not going to tell you what it was. Good stuff. There you go. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for joining us this week. And as ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.